Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous. It's Denise here, and today we are talking about longevity in business, which is one of my favorite topics. And this um, has come about because we we do an Ask Me Anything all the time. And so I've got a couple of questions that have come in about longevity in business and how to stay motivated, how to continue to love your business and how to keep going even when things are tough. So as always, if you do have a question for me that you want me to cover on an upcoming episode, just email me my team at any time, denise at denisedt.com. They'll add it to a list um, for a future episode. So the first question um, is from Libby. <laughs> I know who this is too, Libby. Um, how do you stay interested in Money Bootcamp after running it for so many years and also with ADHD? This is actually one of my favorite things to talk about. And there's so many layers to this. Okay. So how do you stay interested in Bootcamp after running it for so many years? So I started Money Bootcamp in 2012. Um, so, you know, that is a long time. That's a decade of running the same program. And I remember at the time, um, my friend Leonie Dawson had a membership at the time and I remember thinking oh I don't want it to be a membership because I don't want to feel like tied in to doing it and um and Leonie's shut her membership down for a while and then she reopened it again but the whole time I've been running money boot camp and it's so funny that I've been so committed to running a program where like I was so afraid of being locked into something and so I think for me even the way I run it it's a pay once program you can stay in forever it feels like I'm free. You know, I'm like, oh, well, I could shut it down if I wanted to. So I'm ch- I choose not to. So that's the, the best part for me is that I really see it as a, as a choice and I see it as a really great way to be able to serve people. Um, there's a couple of layers around this, as I said. So one is I actually, I've gone through stages where I've, I've gone, do I still want to do this? Um, And I've considered shutting it down. And there's some lessons in this for you too, right? Because sometimes we're bored with a business or we start to resent our business or whatever. And there's a couple of questions that you can ask yourself. So one is usually, you know, like, is it the business or is it the clients? You know, is it the customers? And actually, I mean, I love, I love everyone who's ever joined bootcamp, but I think in the early days, because I had very little boundaries, um, I was attracting people who, you know, would just tag me all the time, would ask me questions all the time. Um, we were, you know, getting really off topic in in the group and things like that. And so I had to do some work on my own personal boundaries around it. And to sort of say to people like, one, we're not talking about just everything in Money Bootcamp. We're talking about the course. This is what I offer. This is the container. And also that... Um, like we used to let people promo and things like that. And, you know, people just saw it as a group that they could just come in and, and promo in, right? And and really took started to take me for granted in there. So I had to change my boundaries around it. And it was only really until year eight that I stopped answering questions on the weekends. Um, I think it was around 
probably that time too that I, I hired other community managers to come in and help me hold the space because I was feeling resentful. And actually, it wasn't the customers at all. It was my um, my boundaries because as soon as you set boundaries, if you've got the right customers, they'll respect them. Even if they've kind of had slightly bad behavior, people will re- respect them. Um, but if you have zero boundaries, how will they know how to act? You know, they just, they won't. Um, and so that was a big turning point for me because I was just like, oh, I just can't, I can't, I can't be responsible anymore. Like, you know, I was working weekends, evenings, people would tag me on Christmas day in the holidays. And so I was like, this is just not, this is not how we're going to do it. These are the rules of boot camp, of money boot camp. We talk about money boot camp. And it's still, you know, there's still leaks around that and we still have to tighten them up and remind people all the time. But I see that in a lot of businesses that people get bored or they get resentful or frustrated because the boundary stuff is so hard. And, you know, you might have clients contacting you day and night and you're just like, oh, and you'd almost rather give up the whole business than set boundaries or say no to people. Um, And so every time I always think if I don't have it the way I want it, it will not exist. Another example of that is I used to run boot camp as six-week runs. So we'd do six-week intense runs and I would do two calls a week. And then, of course, demand became so big that instead of doing it once a year, we do it twice a year and then three times a year, then four times a year. And so I was constantly in this intensive like six-week period with people and preparing for the next one. And I, I couldn't do it. And so I was like, oh, maybe I just maybe I just quit boot camp. And it's like, hang on, what would work for me? So that's when we moved to monthly calls. And so people could join at any time and we have two calls a month. And they're at the end of the month and we just do them for two different time zones, right? And then I remember going, that Thursday night call for me was at eight o'clock and it would go for like an hour and a half and then I couldn't sleep and I'd be wired and I'd be kind of resentful about not being able to watch TV. And I went, I just, I'm just going to do one call. Instead of going, hang on, I'm the boss. I could just make it at seven o'clock and make it for one hour. It doesn't need to be an hour and a half, two hour calls. It can be one hour and actually then I got way more uh just directed in like you know it's like we're we're here for an hour you know and it just became more focused so that really helped too is going how would this work for me and so many of us have been taught no it has to be about the customer it's their preferences but can you already hear for me it was like this or nothing it was like I'm gonna do the call at seven instead of eight or you don't get the call at all like I will just give up the whole thing. <laughs> like I'll throw the whole thing in. And so I, I really want to urge you, if you're feeling like that in your business, it's like what would make it easier for you? Because otherwise it won't exist. You'll quit. You'll get resentful. You'll some find some way to sabotage it. It has to work for you first. Um, similarly, actually, I ran Sacred Money Archetypes recently, and that is an intense um, sort of six-week program. It's about eight weeks all up with the group. And people were like, well, are you going to do two different calls? And I was like, no, I can't do it. For like an intense um, event like that, I already had, um, you know, like we did an hour for each archetype and an hour for each lesson. There was already, oh, my God, how many was that? That was like 16 hours of calls. I was like, I'm not going to do double that. I can't do it. And 
you know, there's some pushback sometimes on things like that, but I was like, well, it's this or nothing. <laughs> you know, There's no option. Like I haven't said that we're going to do two calls and they've taken it away from you. That's not available. Um, so that's all the stuff around like how do you – it's not even how do you in, keep interested in a course and, and again and again. It's like how do you just not want to hate it and not want to give it up? <laughs> um, then on the other side of how do I actually stay interested in running one program forever is that – I get really excited about different ways to market it, okay? And this is the difference, I think, between people who sabotage their business and try lots of different things and none of them get traction is that it would be really easy to tinker with Money Bootcamp and like, oh, you know, maybe this lesson or this lesson or oh, let's let's try it this way. And if I asked the community and said, what do you want? They'd be like, well, can you create this resource and this resource and this resource and this resource and this resource? And it's like, yeah, but like the course is already good. Just do the course, um, and so I only let myself re-record Money Bootcamp every two years. Otherwise, I could tinker with it forever. And I see people tinker with their programs forever. Or actually, I see people procrastinate and never launch their program. So the first version of Money Bootcamp, I did it with myself and an iPad. I had a couple of bullet points I wanted to get across for each lesson, and I just sat there and recorded it. It was really basic. The second version, I hired a videographer I didn't have a teleprompter like I would now. I just, you know, I got my hair and makeup done, but I just sat there and actually I didn't get my makeup done. I got my hair done. So that was one upgrade. And having a professional videographer was an upgrade too, but I still kind of just like winged it a little bit. And then I hired like a teleprompter and I got the transcripts of the videos and I massaged it a little bit. And then like the next couple of versions were pretty similar, you know, like I would um, – and I, I like re-recording it every two years because I think like I change, um, language sometimes changes, nuances change and little things like I used to say, you know, I used to assume everyone who joined my course was a woman married to a man. So I'd say, you know, or your husband or your, you know, your boyfriend. And now I realize, no, well, not everyone is in that situation. So I, you know, I had to change it to partner and, um, just a lot of little nuances to be more inclusive and, you know, words change, language changes and things like that. So it keeps it fresh for me to re-record it every two years. But I could record it every week. Like I could make it, tweak it and make it better all the time, which would be really interesting for my ADHD, right? Or I could go, oh, I'll do Bootcamp 2.0. I'll do blah, blah, blah that people want. Instead, I keep my energy in all the different ways that I could market it in interesting ways. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's think about, um, you know, dance teachers. Could I create some resources for them around their money mindset for dance teachers? A blog post, a book, um, going on someone's podcast. I've spoken at dance conferences talking about mindset and money mindset for dance teachers. And then guess what? If they're interested in my work, they can go into money bootcamp. I don't have to create a whole different silo, a whole different program for those dance teachers, they can go into my money boot camp. So does that make sense? I really keep it fresh on the, uh, you know, on the upside. I keep the back end the same. Front end of my funnel could be so many different things. I could, I could really let my ADHD go wild on this, right? I can go by profession. I can go um, look at different money blocks for different countries. I can look at different money blocks in different people's stages of business. Um, I can literally throw a dice and I could do a whole seminar 
on anything. Money mindset for construction workers, which I have done. <laughs> By the way, I've been on someone's spoken at a conference for that. Um, that keeps me interested and excited. And then all I have to do is not break the back end, not break it. And then everything I do will have traction. And so you can see the difference, Libby and everyone else listening, who does get distracted with shiny objects, give yourself permission to do that, but in a way that benefits you and doesn't distract and sabotage you. So every time I kind of get a bit bored with it, I go, great, you can break it tomorrow. Just don't break it today. You can break it next next month. Just don't break it this month. And then by the next month rolls around, I just go, oh, but I could create this marketing thing or I could create this thing. And it keeps me interested and excited. It also just reminds me that like, it's just a really great way to serve people. And I, I meet people all the time. It's new information for them. We have new members joining all the time. And it reminds me that it's new for them. And I don't have to be personally interested in everything that I do for it to be effective. Like I am not my business. My business is not me. I am a separate entity to it. I don't have to get all the juice of my life through my business. And vice versa, the business doesn't have to exist through me. The business can have its own um, everything. Like I, and I learned this from Hero Boga, um, who is a wonderful business mentor. Um, Hero, H-I-R-O, Boga, B-O-G-A. She taught me to see my business as a separate entity to, to myself. And so who cares if I get a bit bored sometimes? Like the business doesn't have to be bored to be able to serve people. Um, and so I make sure that I have hobbies outside of my business, that I have interests outside of my business. I can get excitement outside of my business. And I just know that my business is here to serve people and to do it well, you know, and to, and my, I have a role in that, but that is not me. Okay. All right. Let's take a little break. And then um, I've got some more questions that come up around ah, retirement and scaling and some really interesting things. Okay. I'll see you in a sec. Hi there, I'm Nicola, founder of NicolaFernsYoga.com. I make it easy for professional mums to practice yoga sustainably so they feel calmer and have the energy to thrive in the early years of motherhood and be successful in their careers. I read Get Rich Lucky Bitch after someone in a Facebook group recommended Denise to me a few years ago and immediately bought Lucky Bitch and Chill and Prosper. Now I'm in Money Bootcamp and I've done Denise's Sacred Money Archetypes course twice. I've learned and healed so much since being in Denise's world. I had no idea how many money blocks I actually had and been able to recognise these and use the very practical strategies that Denise teaches to help me move past them has honestly been a game changer for me. I know I wouldn't be in business today without Denise's guidance. I'm a connector in sacred money archetypes, so money was never something that I concerned myself much with. But now I know I can still make money and help people. In fact, the more money I make, the more people I can support. And that really spurs me on. I highly recommend Money Bootcamp to anyone who wants to work on their money blocks. It's the one-time investment that keeps on giving. Denise keeps showing up and supports us with extra bonuses, monthly live calls and the most amazing supportive Facebook group. Thank you, Denise, for all that you do. Hey, welcome back. Um, so I'm answering questions 
Um, now, I don't have a name for this one. Sometimes my team puts names in it, sometimes they don't. But said, so have you ever given any thought to the end, to spending some time maintaining instead of constantly growing and then scaling back? I'm 63, I've been in business myself for almost 40 years. I need this income, but I can't really see my business growing any further. And actually, this is such a timely question for me because I am working on financial retirement at the moment. And when I say financial retirement, it doesn't mean money boot camps going away. It doesn't mean I'm not going to write books. It's just that financially, I want to be able to completely retire. Um, I have gone through stages. I've paid off mortgages before, but um, you know, I bought bigger houses. I bought bigger assets. And so the last couple of years, I was like, I still kind of need to launch. Like I can't just not work. I've got to feed feed the beast, right? So even though I'm um, almost 44, not 63, I can imagine at 63, you are kind of looking at what what does the, the next phase look like? So all I can do is, is share what it's looked like for me. And that is um, like really talking to my accountant and my financial advisors about um, what what does that look like? What do I need? Also being really honest about what does it cost to run my life? That means for the last six months, we've been benchmarking that um, as in we've been using apps to track our spending. Um, and I mean, and there's so many different apps that you can do that you can link up with your bank account. I've been using one. Um, I can't even remember what it's called. So sorry, I won't even recommend it. But um just to see, like, how much does it cost for us to live? How much does it cost for us, you know, like, how much do we spend on eating out? Who do we hire? How much does it cost to run our household? All of those things. Just to be able to give you information. In the process of that, you're going to find a lot of leaks, which we did. I was like, oh, gosh, we really spend money on that. We've spent money on this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and that, for me, led to a bigger conversation of going, okay, how much do we want to grow and expand this business? Also, how famous do I want to be? Let me put a pin on that. I'll come back to that in a second. One of the things for us of we um, moved to this, um, we built an amazing house by the beach. And, and it was amazing, but I knew it wasn't my dream home. But living there cost a lot of money. Like it just cost a lot to live there. Um, we had to get our windows cleaned all the time we, because of the salt. We had to replace our electronics all the time. Um, we had you know, it was like six, seven bathrooms and like it just cost a lot to live there. And one of the things for us when we started to look at what would financial retirement look for us, I was like, do we want to live here? And so for us, we made this deliberate decision to downsize. Um, we moved to the suburbs. We are like doing a renovation of a house, but it's not like a massive, you know, million dollar, multi-million dollar renovation. And selling that beach house has allowed us to now pay off our mortgages, paying off our farm, having money in the bank, like, and being financially free, right? So that was, like, that's been a year-long kind of discussion about what would this next stage look like for me? Because I didn't want to get to the stage in my business where I'm like, oh, I don't want to, but I have to. And I've seen so many people in that position where they're like, I hate my business, but I have to keep on going. And I'm not saying that you're there, the person who sent this thing in, and anyone listening, I'm not saying you're there, but wouldn't it be nice to really fully choose, really fully choose? And so that's why I think talking to a professional and going, let's look at all our assets. 
And in that, we started to look at what assets are not pulling their weight, what assets can we sell, um, and you know what's doing well and what's not doing well. So for us, we have um, we have a ton of properties. Some of them have amazing returns. Some of them we have subdivided, so we have you know two incomes from one property. Some of our properties we're not doing really well. There was a property that we bought for to help out a family member um, that wasn't doing well. So we've made the decision we're selling that. There's been some things at our farm where I'm like, that doesn't make any money. Let's sell it. Um, like, for example, uh, cars, antique cars. <laughs> nice problem to have for sure. But um, And that was a really like a big wake-up call for us to go, okay, we don't need this house. If it was our dream house, yes, but it's not our dream house. So let's make that decision. And there's there's an ego in that too, right? Of going, are people going to think I'm not successful if I don't have, you know, my dream house by the ocean? Are people going to think I'm not successful if I'm scaling back the business um, for, you know, just to have more peace of mind and to have more time off and spend more time with my kids? Um, but that had to come really from sitting down and looking at the numbers, sitting down with our financial advisor. And at 63, you might be going, oh, I really want to retire sooner than later. You might not be able to. You might have to sit down and go, all right, what am I going to have to do? Um, and that might give you the kick up the pants to go, okay, let's do a couple more launches or let's change a few things and get really focused on income producing um, activities and then start to go, okay, what assets do we need? You know, and so I'm, I've got another year until I want to retire because I want to retire by 45, financially retire, remember, not, not do anything. And so we're constantly meeting with our financial advisors and going, okay, you know, all the profit that we're making from our sale of our house, where do we want to put that? What things are we shifting around? What decisions are we making about our investments? What, um, you know, how much risk do we want to, to make? And just like literally getting the numbers down and feeling empowered about that. And then it might be for you, you set a goal, you want to retire. If you're 63, maybe you want to retire by 65. And then like everything for the next two years is about that. And that gives you information. You might go, I want to sell my business. What do I have to do in the next year to make my business saleable? And and hire somebody. Hire someone to sit down and go, you will need X, Y, Z to be able to do that. Great. You know, like at least you have that information. So hopefully that's helped and to really see that there are seasons in, in your life and your business and I'm right there as well. I don't need to retire, but I'm choosing to do it. And also I'm very just making decisions with everything related to that. And so then every expenditure that comes in, I can go, is this going to get me closer or further away to retirement? And I can park things. Some things I'll go, you know what, that can come, that can come a little bit later. I don't have the bandwidth for it. But it's that intention. When do you want to retire by? How much do you want to retire with? Get some advice around it. And then everything, everything's towards that. Okay, hopefully that helps. Okay, a couple of little questions that came in. Um, what gives you courage in business? Um, I would really love to have an answer for this, but the truth is I don't, I don't know. I, I think um, I've always had a desire to have a business. 
I know this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do. So it's kind of like, I don't need the courage. I just know that I just don't, just don't quit. (laughs) Having a simple business plan. So I just know what I have to do, you know, and I outline that in my book, Chill and Prosper. And I think I do a lot of work um, on my own money mindset too. So not only do I teach it, I'm working on it all the time and I'm a, I am a work in progress. And part of that work is what I teach is to really focus on loving and accepting yourself, giving yourself permission to want what you want, but just loving and accepting yourself is such a game changer for anything. So I think that gives me courage to, um, to go forward because I'm just like, well, why not me? I'm worthy. I deserve things. But I wouldn't say I'm particularly courageous you know, like I still get really scared. Um, I don't like speaking on stage. It's not my favorite thing. So as part of that courage for me in that particular situation, I'll get my hair and makeup done because then it feels like I'm going on stage and it just gives me a little bit of confidence. Like I'll get um, a new outfit and that just gives me a little bump of confidence. But then some things that I was scared about in the early days about, um, I don't know, doing a podcast interview that doesn't scare me anymore. That's just so normal for me now. I can just get up, look at my calendar and go, oh, I've got three podcast interviews today. Who am I talking to? Okay. So what scares you today won't scare you tomorrow, but there's always something new to be scared about. And I think the other thing that helps is to realize that everyone's making it up. Everyone's scared. No one knows what they're doing. And so why not you? And no one's paying that much attention anyway. No one really cares. No one's looking at you. So just do it. (laughs) I think disassociation I'm just like I'll just pretend I'm someone else I'll just pretend I'm someone who who believes in themselves and then people believe it it's really funny um okay last question on this one I'm just gonna have a slurp of tea is um so it does have a name on here Carrero how long did it take you to consider yourself successful I love this question so much because there's no answer on this, right? Because there's no time where you ever just go, oh, I'm so, I'm so confident now. Like it's, it's always going to be you. You'll always be you. So I had imposter syndrome at the start of my business. I still have imposter syndrome at the start of my, like now. And there's times where I feel really confident and successful. There's times where I feel like a loser and I shouldn't, you know, I should do better. And I was talking about this with my friend, Leonie Dawson. We were at a conference recently and we were talking about, you know, things that we felt like we were failures on. And I was like, yeah, my last launch, I didn't do as well as I wanted. You know, I wanted to do a million dollar launch and then we did like 700,000. Like what? And I was just, we were kind of laughing at each other because I was like, I'm such a loser. And then she was like, I'm such a loser. I did this thing. And we, we were kind of just laughing at ourselves because... We're, we've got such high standards and expectations for ourselves that like your bar really does just get higher over time sometimes. And if you're hard on yourself now, it's not going to change. You know, it's just like, well, I should, you know, I should be able to do better. And it's like, damn. Oh, I know what her example was. She was like, I wanted to pay off my mortgage in a year and I, I, I did it in like two years. What a loser. And I was like, yeah, you suck. And we were just kind of laughing at ourselves about, <laughs> yeah, just how hard we, we can be. 
But I will tell you one one thing where I did feel really successful is my very first month in business. A couple of things where I I did a workshop and um, it was a free workshop and it was like at a crystal store or something. And that's what I did at the start of my business. I contacted all these shops and said, um, would you like me to run a free goal-setting workshop for your audience? All you have to do is advertise it. Um, it's not going to cost you anything. Just open the door for me and I'll do it. And people would be like, oh, yeah, fine. And so like gyms and crystal stores and all these um, places let me do it. And at the very end I was like, great, if you want some coaching with me, I've got a deal, you know, it's whatever, here's, here's a form. And people would just be like, oh, yeah. And, you know, like there might be 20 people there, might be five people there, but there was always, you know, a couple of people who were like, yeah, I do want some coaching with you. And they would just come up and just give me money. And I remember the first month of that and I made like $225. And it just felt so good. Like I just was just was like, this is the life. You know, imagine getting paid to do something that you love and getting paid to help people. It just felt amazing. And I remember that so much more and I remember my first workshop that I sold out, my first in-person workshop. And like, again, I made probably zero money out of it really by the time I paid everything. But I went to a restaurant and bought myself a glass of champagne and like toasted myself. And I was like, more of this universe. I remember that more clearly than when I made my first million. I literally cannot remember like hitting that million dollar mark. I know it happened. I don't remember it because I didn't, I didn't really anchor it in. And so it's really... It's a mindset thing, right? You can feel successful and celebrate yourself at any level and you can feel like a loser and not celebrate yourself at any level too. You know, and I have to sometimes really stop and just go, wow, I have created, I have created a lot. And it's it's hard sometimes to remember and to accept that because that's my personality. I'm always like, what's next? What's next? You know, and, and um, I'll have friends go, wow, congratulations on your launch. You must be so happy. And I'm like, what? Oh, that was like three days ago. I'm already on to the next thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, cool. But I'm on an, I'm doing something else now. And um, so that's my personality type. I have to really stop and go, no, no, no. I have achieved a lot. Yeah, take a moment to, to anchor it in. So hopefully, um, Carrero, that helps. You can just, there's no rules. No one's going to. No one, there's no police to to go. Hey, you're not you're not allowed to be successful yet. You're not allowed to pat yourself on the back. You can just choose. And I actually think it's really healthy to like, um, you know, keep a list of things that you're proud of because it's really easy to forget. Really easy. And if you you could you know do a little spreadsheet or something and go, wow, I'm really proud that I did my first webinar. I'm really proud that I did the thing because that's all just going to anchor and compound over time. And and remind yourself when you're having bad days. It's like no 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 I am. I'm, I'm doing it. I am successful. Well done. <laughs> All right. I've got one final thought for you, for everybody, really, um, after this final break. So do not go away. All right. Bye. Hi, my name's Susie. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach for coaches and healers, helping them ditch the self-doubt, increase their confidence, make more money, but most importantly, create more impact in the world. I truly believe that when we have more confidence and self-belief, we show up in a more empowered way and are able to create a ripple effect of change across the world. 
I joined Denise's Money Bootcamp in 2023 and I had so much fear around money. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up with the monthly payments and it turned out that I actually paid off Bootcamp early. I've since gone on to up my prices multiple times in my business and I've also scaled my second business which is a pet sitting business. I've also quit my contract admin role, returning to both my businesses full-time. The community itself is amazing and is honestly my favourite place to hang out online. Everyone is so, so supportive. I've made friends and I continue to get support as I unravel that next layer of my money story. It really helps me stay in the room, keep doing the money mindset work. Thank you so much, Denise, for all your support. Welcome back. And I loved these questions um, that we had today about longevity, staying interested in business, scaling, growing, um, courage and and feeling success. And so um, I just want to share a couple of quotes around fear in particular, because I think this is the thing that derails us. You know, it, it really is. And so it's actually a quote from Yoda. It's, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger Anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. And there is so much too when you have all those fears about business and like people aren't going to like me, no one's going to like me, I'm going to get refunds, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then I see people, they get bitter, they get resentful, they start to hate their business, they start to hate their clients instead of just going, oh, I'm allowed to set boundaries oh, it's okay for me to shift and change. Oh, it's okay for me to shift my goals. And that really comes down to that self-acceptance. It's giving yourself permission, giving yourself permission that you're not going to love it every day and that's fine. Giving yourself permission to charge what you want, to not worry about being criticized because you will, not worrying about getting refunds because you will get them, not worrying about um, people, you know, hating you because some of them will. That's okay. Um, but don't let yourself go into the dark side of of going. This is not meant for me. I'm not. I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not allowed to have what I want. I'm not allowed to build it the way I want. You absolutely can. You really can. And then then you'll you know you'll go in and out. You won't love your business every day, but that's okay. You won't love yourself every day, but that's okay. You won't feel courageous every day, but that's okay. You only need to have it a little bit more. And some days it's just one day at a time, right? It's like cool. That's why I always say you can quit your business tomorrow, just not today, because tomorrow never comes. But it's that freedom of going, oh, it's okay. I've got the choice. I can do it tomorrow, just not today. I won't wreck it today. I can wreck it tomorrow. All right. Well, hopefully that's helped. And as always, if you have feedback or questions, just send me a note, send me a DM. I'm at Denise DT on all social media. And, um, you know, I really want to ask a favor if you haven't written a review of the podcast don't worry I won't read them I do not read them I do not read reviews so you can be as honest as you like don't feel like you have to give a five star I don't even know if it's a five star rating um you know just it really helps though for other people to decide if it's for them or not um and you know subscribe and all of those things that you do for podcasts is really really helpful and useful well I hope you have yourself an amazing day and I'll see you on next week's episode of chill and prosper bye Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.